Welcome to What's the Point, a podcast pursuing truth at the crossroads of theology and life. I'm Hunter. I'm Brad. I'm Scott. What's up, guys? What's happening? A whole lot is up. Scotty G is back. I'm back. How was Canada? Man, Canada was awesome. I walked 12 or 13 miles that day when I I was finished. My feet were killing me, but it was fun. Normally happens after 12 or 13 miles. Yeah, yeah, it does. I can't even remember the last time I walked 12 or 13 miles because I've never done it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think. Brad, you're fresh back from a trip, too. Yes. Second anniversary. Second anniversary. Can't hide my money. wife, my tra- real wife. Y'all, y'all travel every other week. Yeah, <laughs> seems you, like it, doesn't it? You just went on an anniversary trip. Oh, that was Chico's anniversary trip. That, that was a anniversary friend anniversary. That was my anniversary chip trip with Chico. Yeah. <laughs> Better be oh, careful trying God. to say that. Oh, chipping and tri- tripping, tripping and chipping, tripping and that can tripping be it. and tripping. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, there's another word we don't want to throw in that mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, let's see. Uh, do we need to catch up on anything? We need to. We need to. You poke went fun. to Canada. You went to Canada. And you had an argument with some liberals. Go ahead and tell us. Yeah. What no, I didn't get in an argument. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Did, and and how, that how was in Seattle, not so what happened? Did I you like hear. round the corner and boom, right. there they were? Right. So Maga everybody knows everywhere. that you know I like clothes. So I just went out one evening and went to J Crew. I know you like. You went to Seattle. You went to J Crew. Yeah, that's what I did. So on my way back from J Crew, <laughs> I'm headed towards McDonald's. I forget which street I was on. By the How time many bags I went, did you have? I only had one bag. I went for a specific item. Mm, okay. To wear to Canada. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maple leaf t-shirt? Yeah. No, no. A, a nice little spring sweater. A light sweater. Okay. Let's just move on with the store. <laughs> yes. You asked, right? Okay. So. <laughs> um, now I'm sidetracked. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I'm just walking down the street, and I just hear commotion hike towards the end of the block. I mean, just, I don't, commotion. You just come out of the gay crew, and then there was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come out of gay crew, and... With this spring sweater, and, and there's like, a bunch of liberals man, dancing man. around, fussing about something. They probably just left no, out of there, too. <laughs> uh, no, the guys that were fussing did not leave there, I promise you. They were Eat. mad because this redneck from Alabama was taking too long <laughs> checking out with all his bags. Neither neither side of this conflict would have been in J. Crew, <laughs> Really? Rest assured. Okay. Uh, so I don't, I've never been in a J. Crew. Just I'm just making it's fun really of nice. I everything. Really like, I think I've right. got a pair of shorts. I'm sorry, on Scott. No, proceed. Fine. Proceed with the story. I'm interested. All right. So I hear the commotion. Let's look up ahead of me, and it's Trump guys wearing Trump hats. Hmm. All right, and they're being just absolutely attacked by a bunch of people. I mean, they're yelling at them, screaming at them. telling them get out of here. You don't belong, and all that. You know, you see it on the news. But I was literally two feet from them, so I started videoing it. And there was one little girl with them. I say little girl. She's probably in her 20s, and she was holding up her little Trump flag, and, boy, they were all over her. First of all, she wasn't white, so they were just oh boy the opposite mm. side, if you will, mm-hmm. just thought she was the devil. They were up they and, Sent you know, them into a tailspin. Oh, yeah. Um, and then a lady just started cussing her and dogging her, mm. which, you know, very interesting. I will say this. Uh, out of air, and I stayed there for I don't know probably ten minutes. You know it, the whole situation. This when I first got there um, was probably you know three or four minutes watching all that go down. But you know one guy was acting like he was going to hit the Trump supporters and people was holding him back and all this. <laughs> but the the guys that were Trump supporters, 
they didn't. Now they they raised their voice so people could hear them, mm. but they never threatened anything like, "Hey, we're going to kill you." Mm. No, nothing of the sort. They never spoke bad about the liberals, who were so tolerant, and they were the most intolerant group of people I have seen. Now, and and it wasn't. It was all races, um, shapes and sizes in the, in both groups. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it wasn't. It was not a race thing. It was just a purely. You like Trump, we hate you. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, that was all it was. I did what Brad's talking about. There was one guy that he, from a, they kind of left and went over to another another part of the other side of the street. Well, I started walking away. The Trump supporters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were just standing over there talking, nothing going on. I mean, nobody was bothering them. Well, as I'm walking away from them, this guy's walking toward me, and he yells, he yells the F, you know, F you to them. Well, they didn't hear him. But so I just turned around and followed him and said, why'd you say that? Or what'd you say? Just to ask him. I really don't know why I did it. But anyway, to make a long story endless, he said, it, what uh, What I say? What are you going to do about it? I said, well, I'm not going to do anything about it. I just want to talk to you. And I said, are you from this area? And then he just sulked up and nodded his head, yeah, and wouldn't, wouldn't speak to me. Mm. I mean, the guy could have just, he could have punched me one time. Mm. But it was really weird because then he walks by them doesn't even look at them, doesn't say a word, just keeps walking. So it's like if you just if people would just talk, if they would just yeah. interact and listen to somebody. But you know, the tolerant left, they don't like to do that. Was kind it of Antifa? No, I mean yeah. they didn't have on their black mask, mask yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Mm. It was just people, you know. Got, now the the know. Trump people, they were wearing their MAGA hats. Their red. Some of them did. Okay. There, there was probably. Seven or eight of them had on MAGA hats, and some of them didn't. Yeah. Uh, but they did have on MAGA hats. Uh, like a little girl had a big Trump flag, and she was Trump 2020, and she was you know, holding it up and letting people yeah. take pictures of her and all that stuff. Mm. She was not, you know, she wasn't combated with anybody. I mean, people were with her. Yeah. Whoa, man, I'm like, God, oh, somebody. I wonder if they were there doing something like themselves or if they just decided to walk down the street like with a Trump flag. I mean, I'm cool with either one. I mean, you can. I think you ought to be able to walk down the street with whatever, whatever you display. And yeah. I mean, you know, people walk down the street with rainbow flags. Right. I mean, yeah. um, well, don't get upset when somebody just right. That's what talks I mean. To you, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, mm-hmm. on both sides. Like, if you Absolutely. walk down the street yeah. in, you were in Seattle. Yeah. If you're in Seattle and you walk down the street with a Trump flag. Don't be surprised when yeah, a mob yeah, don't be surprised. You've got to expect right. that you're yeah, going to exactly. have. Well, you pull, let me go ahead and say this. There was a time in my life that I would pull out <laughs> a Trump flag, and I'd go to the wherever, I don't know, was the worst place that they hate Trump. That's Seattle, pretty Chicago, much wherever he was at. Seattle, I would have done I that, that just to instigate. Yeah. Um, and maybe they knew. Maybe they, they weren't. I'm not saying they were instigating anything, but they probably knew what they were getting into. Um, but then also on the liberal side, yeah, I, I can't stand their Mis- intolerance. It, they're, it they're, was, they're, you know, it's such a double standard. It was just an interesting uh, moment when I realized, I mean, I see it on TV or videos, yeah. and all of a sudden no, I'm just used to it around happen here. To it seems punish. as though their tolerance is limited. Yeah, it's a, it, <laughs> the tolerance is limited, kind of like... The atonement. The atonement. atonement. Before right. we get into... Or the question of yes, limited the atonement. atonement that we have. Yeah, before we get into that question, and I know we, <laughs> we, we kind of cut up a little bit, but just real quick, we had the same guy on Twitter 
Um, actually, no. We had we had two questions in on Twitter. One guy wanted to know before we get it, we we did get a question on limited atonement, which we're going to get into to today. Uh, but first, we got a question on what is on our playlists. So what do you, what's on your music playlist, guys? Oh gosh. Um, Scott yeah, is I don't know. It turn, just depends on mic how off. I, feel. <laughs> I don't know if the music. I don't. Gosh, on the way home, I listened to Wretched today. If yeah. that mean, it's not music, but um, this morning I listened to Steve Lawson on um, Immutability. Yeah. Um, it just varies with me. Um, I, I like, uh, you know, if it's not um, something that's Christian, I do like to listen to Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I listen to Jocko sometimes, not that much anymore. Um well, I guess we'll just kind of water the question down to what are we listening to, or what do we listen to? And just I'm just going to go the last couple of days for me. Um, I, I've got I've jumped back into Jocko mm-hmm. podcast. The last two podcasts he's had episode 180 and 181 is with a, a Green Beret from Vietnam, dude. You got to listen to those. Yeah, they are nuts. And those are my favorite ones when yeah. they have those guys in that. And. Know, you're talking about listening to Joe Rogan. I, don't, I, I haven't listened to Joe Rogan much, um, but I like listening to podcasts like that, secular podcasts, mm-hmm. just to get a work from a worldview perspective, yeah. to try, try to understand what the secular worldview is, is, well, com- you, is coming up with these days and whatnot. I, you know, he has such interesting guests on there. They vary so much. Now, when he has the comedians on there, I'll be honest with you, it gets <laughs> to the point, it gets pretty vulgar that I just cut it off. Yeah, but now, um, like Jordan Peterson, uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, gosh, God, just those couple come to mind uh, were really good. Just listening, um, I wish he would have more Christians on there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only fault I have with him is he has every type of worldview that yeah. you can imagine on there, but he he, he doesn't have. You know, now, somebody just, from a it, Christian perspective. Is this the Joe Rogan that was the Fear Factor yes, guy? Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah. That's uh-huh. him. I can't stand it when a podcast that I really like um, will have somebody on, and they profess to be a Christian, and then they'll ask them about their faith, mm-hmm. and then what they describe is nothing at you all Christian. You. you know. Uh, what is um, Ben Shapiro had the girl? Gosh, I'm probably going way off base here you you may can help me here hunter it's uh, some girl that's taken off here recently and she's a calvinist uh, oh, ben okay. shapiro had ben shapiro had her on jen wilkin maybe his his episode mm. one of well his while episodes. brad's looking that up my playlist consists of um i listen to a lot of joel beakey through genesis because that's what i'm preaching through i listen to turning point usa which is a conservative group, um, and PragerU, which is a lot of conservative political items. Candace Owens, I don't know if y'all have heard of her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's her. been she's, on Ben Shapiro. Uh, she's unbelievable. Joe Rogan. Um, and then Charlie Kirk is the guy that, the founder of Turning Point. But uh, I mean, music-wise, it ranges from everything <laughs> under the sun. And But, you know. One, one minute it's come out found a very blessing the next minute it's back in black I don't know if that's good or bad but it's just honesty yeah well me, just strictly talking about music uh, if I'm going to listen to music 80% of the time it's going to be like early 90's country 
Yeah. Or like old outlaw country Waylon Jennings, well, Johnny I, if Cash. Well, this radio around here, it's 103.9, <coughs> which is the old The possum. The possum. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I, mean, I like you, Metallica. I like I like the old... See, I'm not big on that. You know, kind of, metal I mean, bands. <clears throat> I like yeah, I hair bands them. more. Yeah. The Sword, I got those guys off of uh, listening to Jocko. And uh, I really like working out to them. Yeah. There's a Christian metal band called Demon Hunter. Mm. And I found out from them because the 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 I follow a, the podcast uh, stuff that I follow a lot of is like former Navy SEAL type people. I just love hearing war stories. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd chase them a mile someday. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they will definitely be stories. <laughs> they uh, so they used to use Metallica when they would interrogate these terrorists. They would keep them awake by playing Metallica, blasting Metallica mm-hmm. in the headphones. Well, the band found out about it, and they basically asked them to stop using their music. And this is like SEAL Team 6 or the CIA, whatever. Well, there's this band called Demon Hunter, and they're, it's, a, it's a Christian. It, I can't understand what they're saying because they're screaming, and I, and I, don't, I only listen to them like on the rare occasions yeah. that I work out. But if you print their lyrics and read them, it's like, hey, this is, this yeah. is a solid, solid group. Anyway, they told the, the SEALs that they could use their music. To, to basically keep the terrorists awake. So uh, when the guy that, that shot Osama bin Laden, he was wearing one of their patches because they sent him a bunch of patches. So he was wearing one. I just thought that was cool. That so is cool. I downloaded them on Spotify. I don't, yeah. I, I, again, I've listened to them a total of maybe six times because I've worked out six times in the last <laughs> Ten years. two years. <laughs> All right. Now that we've got that out of the way. Limited atonement. Do we have much time for that? We got, yeah, we man. Good? Okay. Allie Stuckey is the girl that was on Ben Shapiro. That's it. Yep. All right, so here's the question. Uh, Mark Altabelli says, Hey, guys, just finished listening to your, uh, your last episode. Keep up the good work. You asked for questions. Here it goes. First of all, do you believe in the L in the tulip, otherwise known as limited atonement? I prefer to call it definite atonement or particular redemption. If you do, what do you do with the verse that says God is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe, which he's quoting 1 Timothy 4.10? Um, secondly, are there other verses that you find challenging to the Reformed approach consider, regarding limited atonement? Well, I would just say this real quick at the outset. Every person that claims to be a Christian, an Orthodox Christian, limits the atonement. Yeah, everybody believes. Every- Christian, somebody. If you profess Christianity, you limit the atonement, one way or the other. Yes. Dun dun dun. <clears throat> what do we mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean, sir? <laughs> so there's two ways that, in the views that we're looking at, now there can be all sorts of things. But when we're talking about it, we're talking about let's just with the Calvinistic <clears throat> view of it, the biblical view of it, versus the um, Armenian view of it, which would be Calvinistic. The L meaning limited atonement. It is limited to those Christ specifically died for. In other words, Christ died for a people. So the atonement is only for those people. He died to cover them, to save them, like the angel said. He's come to save his people from their sins. He actually atoned. Yes, he will will ransom many. So he actually atoned for them, and they will be saved. So that limits it in its scope. The other side, the Armenian view says it's limit. They don't they they don't like to say this, but they say, well, it he died for everyone in the world, 
And if they accept him, then they're saved. But that limits the power of what he did. So he did it, and it may or may not save somebody based on what they do. Makes it a possibility. Right. A possible to so, yeah. so basically his death, his death either actually did something or it didn't actually do anything yeah, yeah. unless you do and something. And that's what right. I was going to say. There's actually, if you're saying that, there's a possibility that Jesus would have never saved anybody that, on the cross. That's a possibility. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He and, could have died for for absolutely no reason. <clears throat> well, I'll go ahead, Hunter, because we've got we can go further with that with that uh, point. But. Yeah. Well, real quick, I just wanted to mention the the the, the scripture that uh, Mark brought up, which is First Timothy four ten, mm-hmm. and then. I'm going to go one other spot, but um, uh, Paul's writing to Timothy here, and he says, uh, For to this end we toil and strive, because we have have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. So the tension here, and we do admit that there is tension, is if Christ only died for a particular people, and he did not die generally for every individual, then how do we reconcile this verse that says he's the savior of all people? And then it says, especially of those who believe. So let's let's get a couple things out of the way. One, there's only one type of salvation, full salvation. There's there's no uh, there's only one way of salvation, mm-hmm. okay, through Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. All Christians, all Orthodox Christians confess that. Um, so what what he's saying here in this verse is when he says he's the savior of all people, all right, so right there we have to ask ourselves, are all people saved? Are no. our people act- are, are all people actually saved? No. Well, no. that would be no because the Bible also clearly teaches a hell mm-hmm. where wicked sinners are sent to be punished forever for their sins. Yes. Okay. So what, what he's saying here, and then, and then the, at the next line when he says, especially of those who believe. So what he's saying here, and this, and this I, will, I will say this. If you only go by this verse, you can make it mean whatever you want it to mean. But you have to look at the context of the verse, but also the context in the rest of Scripture. So what Paul is saying here is when he says who's the Savior of all people, he's saying all types of people, not only Jews, but also Gentiles, not only whites, but also blacks, not only Hispanics, but also Middle Easterns, all types of people. There are no ethnic, cultural, socioeconomic uh, boundaries that uh, make one type of person saved in a different way versus another. So when he says he's a savior of all people, he's saying he's a savior savior of all types of people, Mm -hmm. all types of people. But within that large group, within all those multiple ethnicities and cultures, he's saying especially of those who believe. So he he goes he he goes broad that that Christ is a savior of all types of people, but then he goes narrow to the individual believer, mm-hmm. to that individual person in Africa, the individual mm-hmm. person in China, the individual person in Europe, mm-hmm. the individual, you know, wealthy person, the individual poor person. Um, and, and real quick, I just wanted to go uh, t- to Jesus' own words uh, in John 17 when he's praying. Uh, he says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. 
So listen to that again. It says that God the Father has given God the Son authority over all flesh. That's every individual person that's ever lived. Mm -hmm. That's all people. But then he turns around and he says he has authority over all flesh so that he can give eternal life to all whom you have given him. So to all those that the Father gave to the Son, and we read in Ephesians, in Romans 8, that was before the foundation of the world, he gives eternal life to all of those individual people. So it's two groups. You have the large group, it's every individual person, but then Jesus narrows it down to a smaller group within the larger group. So Jesus is doing the same thing here that Paul does, or Paul is actually do, saying the same, uh, using the same logic that Jesus used, okay? So it's, that's not the only time in Scripture where we, where we see that is what I'm saying. And even, even in, in Romans 3, uh, just real quick, and then we can uh, get into another, another uh, section if you all have got anything. But if we go to, <clears throat> my goodness, I'm flipping the wrong way. Romans 3, 20, 23, um, or uh, go back to 321, says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction... For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So again, it's the same concept. When he says there is no distinction, he's saying there's no distinction between sinners. He's saying that uh, black people and white people have sinned in the same way against the same God. He's saying that rich people and poor people have sinned in the same way against the same God. He's saying that Jews and Gentiles have sinned in the same way against the same God, and there's only one way of salvation. So, uh, again, you go, from, you go from the larger down to the, 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 the smaller. When, when he's talking about... Uh, through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. That answered that. In yeah. short, I, I want y'all to say something because I, I didn't mean to well, go off. Um, that's a lot of New Testament information, which is perfect. But typically, <clears throat> when you get into these conversations, a lot of people, we don't ever go to the Old Testament to look at limited atonement or particular redemption. Mm -hmm. We can go. We can go all the way back to the beginning, but we can, for for tonight or today, <clears throat> we'll go back to, um, um, the first Passover. Okay, mm -hmm. was that a limited atonement? Was that a limited group of people that were saved that were in Egypt? Yes. And it was who? It was God's chosen people. Yeah. Yep. Who had been who had come into Egypt, at, you know, at some point because of Jacob and his family, seventy of them came. There are millions now. Mm -hmm. They wanted they wanted to kill them. God sends the plagues. The last plague is what your firstborn is going to die. Well, the Israelites are told slaughter the lamb, perfect lamb, spread the blood over your door, and I will pass over you. 
you will be saved from this plague. Who was not told? The Egyptians, Egyptians were not told. That is a limited uh, atonement, if you will, or limited, you know, the, the scope of who he saved in that event was limited. And we could go on and on from there in the Old Testament. Um, he saved one man out of Ur of the Chaldees, right? Who'd he save? Abraham. Abraham. One man. That's really limited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he brought him out of there. Um, so, you know, when we... <clears throat> and then there's so many things in the, uh, in the New Testament. Back to John 17, when Jesus is praying, he, he prays. He says, I'm praying for these. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not praying for I'm the not world. Praying for the world. That's right. Um, and the issue I have with him dying for the entire world means he did not accomplish, like Brad's already said, what he came to do. He specifically said on the cross, it is finished. Yes. Well, if it was waiting for us, it wasn't finished. He said he finished it. He prays for his own. Okay. Um, and if he died for everyone, let's just say he dies for somebody we know, right? Because if he died for everyone, well, and that person never repents, never believes, does not come to uh, saving faith um, on, under their own power like this view would say they had to, and they go to hell. Mm-hmm. What are they suffering in hell? They are suffering what? Not God. the love of God, but God's the... God's wrath. God's wrath. Yes. What did Christ suffer on the cross? God's, God's wrath. God's wrath. So now this person is suffering the penalty yeah, for his punishment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. his, of his sins for eternity, even though Christ already died for him. Now, I've had somebody say, that's right. And I'm like... Yeah, well, that would make that, God unjust. That would he, make God unjust. unjustly punished That would Christ. make Jesus... I mean, and, and I, I almost... I get... I shouldn't... I, I, it would make Jesus a loser. He didn't do... Yeah. He couldn't do... He, he couldn't accomplish. That's a weak, puny, pathetic God. Yeah. And I mean, I'll get... You know, on a soapbox about this, but you know, and I, I think a better way to put it is particular redemption. Yeah, I was going to say part of the, his question. I would agree. I, I like the phrase, the term particular redemption, or even definite atonement. Um, the L and limited atonement is, you know, you, you, tulip. What's a tulip? So you know, <laughs> tulip. And listen, there's some things when we say tulip, the doctrines of grace, the five points of Calvinism. Uh, we will eventually go through. Uh, what's the point of Calvinism? What's the point of the doctrines of grace? And go into those in detail and t- kind of talk about the history and how the, the doctrines of grace were formed into the tulip. But um, we'll leave that for another episode. But, you know, when I... Um, I was just going to say, you know, God... I've said this before. God, the, we live in a scenario that gives God the maximum amount of glory. Okay, that's it. So God, when, when someone says that, no, 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 Jesus died for every individual person and every individual person has, uh, you know, that they just need to tap into that grace that God has, has granted them, either they, it's their choice to choose or to reject, well, that means just exactly what Scott has said, that Jesus didn't actually atone, that it was just a general possibility. Well, now when people refuse that, Atonement, and they die and go to hell. That's a scenario where God would not receive maximum glory. That those that Christ died for, a great majority—not even just a few—but the Bible says a majority of which are not going to choose Him, mm-hmm. and He would lose them. 
Well, in John we read that Jesus says, all that the Father have given me will come, and on the last day I will not lose any of them. So I, my, my, where I land on it is <clears throat> there's nothing more glorifying than the fact that every single individual person that Christ hung on the cross to die for will be saved, mm-hmm. period. Like it, th- th- there is no scenario where God gets more glory than that. Right. So, Brad? Um, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Any man, anywhere in this world, I don't care the, the tribes and lost tribes in Africa, wherever they are, the only way a person can find peace with God is through Jesus Christ. Yep. So that's what, I mean, that's all men. The only way any man can be saved is through Christ. Absolutely. And to tie this back into the point of our podcast, what's the point of believing in a limited atonement? Well, one for me is confidence. Mm-hmm. Confidence in the power of the gospel. In Revelation, we read that there, that, that there are people from every tribe, every tongue, and every nation that are worshiping God. Yes. So that tells us, and, and when you look at, the, when you have that visual in your mind that every ethnic group is represented in heaven, and then you couple that with the biblical truth that Christ actually died for certain individuals mm-hmm. that tells us that when we go out and preach the gospel yes. whether it be here or whether it be abroad mm-hmm. that there's actual power in that yeah and 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 that is why he can say Brad touched on this earlier that is why he can say my word will not come back void mm-hmm. yes. because i ha- i have a people that will come yes. otherwise could he say that well, you I mean we've talked about foreknowledge? People would say, "Yeah," because he saw that people would be saved, so forth and so on. But <clears throat> I'll touch on something since we went back to Genesis. Hunter brought up Revelation. In Revelation, I got into this discussion a few days ago with somebody. Um, in Revelation, it tells us that your name, people's names, were written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on later to say, "I will not blot you out." So there's no blotting out. There's no erasing from the Lamb's Book of Life. Why? Because he knew he would yeah. save those people. Yes. And if somebody says, well, where's that verse? It's Revelation 13, 8. You need to read some, uh, you know, a little further up. It's when the, um, go back to verse 7. And it also talking about the, uh, the, um, the beast that, that comes. And it, and it was also allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb. In other words, if their name was not written in that book before the foundation of the world, they will worship the beast. Those who are written will not worship the beast. Um, I don't know. We, We say, what's the point in believing in a limited atonement? The point is the Bible teaches it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, and I know I can be a little blunt about that, but the Bible teaches it. Go back to the, the verse in Second Timothy, right? Yeah. You don't have to go, but I'm just saying when you go back to that verse and you're dead on, <clears throat> what's the context? The problem you have when you come into Scripture with the presupposition of this is what I want to believe, 
you start looking at those verses and you start feeding those implicit verses, you start feeding explicit verses through implicit verses when you've got to do it the other way around. Christ explicitly talks about his people. The angel explicitly says he will save his people. It explicitly says he come as a ransom for many. That is so explicit you can't take all of that and go when he says all people say he died for everybody. Now, so what do you do with everything else? You just wipe it off the table? No, you can't do that. So um, you, that's where I have a hang-up when people, when, when, you, when, you, when you say, I, I don't believe this. Well, then that contradicts what Jesus said. I laid down my life for who? My sheep. My sheep. My sheep do what? They hear my, my voice, voice, and they will follow me, and I will... Say, I will give them to the Father. And, and he and, gave them to me. I will give them back to him. And he said he knows his sheep. He knows his, his sheep, sheep knows him. know him. Mm-hmm. And for the for the people out there that are just hollering at the radio, thinking about John 3.16, it's the same premise. John 3.16, in context, is in a conversation between Nicodemus, which is the highest scholarly teacher of Israel, the the the, the if you wanted to know something about Jewish history, about uh, how, how to be a, 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 the best Jew ever, you went to Nicodemus. Right. Nicodemus comes to Jesus, have a, they have a conversation, and Jesus proceeds to tell him, uh, you know, you, you must be born again. To be saved, you must be born again. Uh, Nicodemus uh, how, says, "How can I, uh, you know, how can I enter my mother's womb a second time?" Mm-hmm. Jesus says, "If you don't understand physical things, how are you going to understand spiritual things?" Understand. So he goes on, and then at John three sixteen, as he's talking to Nicodemus, he says, "For God so loved the world, He's gave His only begotten Son. Whoever should believe in Him uh, will not perish, but have everlasting life." Which is true, but what he's saying to Nicodemus is he's saying, "Listen." You have always been taught and you have always believed that salvation is only for Jewish people. The culture, the, the everything, you must be affiliated culturally, ethnically, and by birth as a Jew to take part in salvation. And when Jesus says, for God so loved the world, he's saying that now that salvation is extending past that Jewish cultural ethnic boundary. He's not. It is not a reference to every individual person. Mm-hmm. It is a reference to every individual ethnic group, yeah. and and culture and class. So, you know. And listen, there are there are other passages that we could go into. You know that that some people. I mean, I I personally don't have any. There are no passages that stump my toe. One another one in First Timothy chapter two four that says. Uh, that God, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Well, in context, that passage right there is is about is a in context. It's about prayer and about praying for all types of people. It talks about praying uh, for kings and all who are in high mm-hmm. positions. But by implication, he's meaning the opposite of that: the poor, the, the low people. So he's talking about all types of people here. Again. When you, when Scott, does all always mean all? No, I mean. <laughs> but like. we, but what you said, <laughs> we take our presuppositions, what we heard in Sunday school, and all this to the Bible, and mm-hmm. we can't do that. We can't read our desired outcome into, into the text. It. We can't force it. Brad, yeah, I'm good. Y'all nailed it. All right. Well, as always. 
We hope you enjoyed the show. Roll we look tide. forward to other questions. Winners, amen. Um, we will be getting back into A.W. Pink's uh, next chapter on immutability here soon. In the meantime, we sure would appreciate it if you would subscribe on iTunes, give us a uh, five-star review, um, write us a review, like us on Instagram and Twitter, listen, like, and share. Listen, like, and share. Don't limit this to yourself. Yes. Send it out. <laughs> Let Repent everyone know. and believe. We want an unlimited listenership. We want an unlimited. Don't limit the listeners. Yes. <laughs> All right. Until next time, we'll see you later on What's the Point? A child of wrath I walked, condemned